health investor. Welcome to another episode of the Health Investment Podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Aisha Tahir. Voted one of the most inspiring entrepreneur and wellness executives to watch by San Diego Voyager, Aisha is an award-winning author, keynote speaker, corporate trainer, and columnist. As a movement specialist, she has helped over 500 clients find pain-free living. Her best-selling book, Unhunched, Discover Wellness Throughout Posture, details all the secrets to an upright posture and pain-free movement. In the episode, Aisha shares how to know if you have good posture, tips for improving your posture while sitting and standing, stretches that can relieve neck and back tension, and more. If you're liking this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd write a review and share it with a friend. Enjoy the episode. I'm Brooke Simonson, certified nutrition coach and your host of the Health Investment Podcast. If you're ready to look and feel your best without any confusion, frustration, or stress, you're in the right place. Each week, I interview experts and share no-nonsense, research-backed tips so that you can finally lose weight for good, eat healthy long-term, have the high energy you crave, and feel like a million bucks. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hi, Aisha. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Health Investment Podcast. Brooke, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be part of the show today. I know you're calling from the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Is it feeling like fall yet there or is it still warm? It has started to feel like fall, like because last week we had a lot of rain here, so the temperatures dipped a bit, but the past couple of days have been warmer, so we're enjoying it, the change of colors. Yeah, I know. When I lived in New York City, fall was my favorite, because then you know it's also getting colder after the hot humidity of the summer, and so it's such a cool, it's a, a fun time to live out there. I'm in California, and we don't really have seasons in the same way. And we're actually experiencing an extreme heat wave when we're recording this. So uh, (laughs) yeah, September is the hottest when we're recording. No, now it's October, but September, October are oddly kind of really hot months. Oh, that's odd. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that when I moved out here. It's kind of June and July are very moderate. And then the heat hits later. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it's hot out here and I'm envious of your seasons. But again, thank you for joining me today. I would love if you could start off by telling us a bit about your background and how you became interested in exercise physiology. Yeah, so I've been in the exercise industry field for over like 10 years. I'm an exercise physiologist and I specialize in human movement science, which is very personal for me because getting active and improving my posture was a way to overcome lower back pain and sciatica for me, which I had when I was working as a computer programmer. So this is my second act. I had already been on that road and I wanted to help others other people like me who were experiencing pain. Um, And I'm talking about not only like physical pain, of course, but also emotional pain too, because a big side effect of 
having physical pain is that it does affect your emotional health. Um, So uh, a side benefit that I and other desk-bound clients of mine experience when I coach them is that they have emotional empowerment because of a balanced, pain-free body. It also means a strong mind. Mm. That's, that's cool. It's funny. So sciatica, a friend just texted me a couple nights ago saying her husband's struggling with such bad sciatica that he can barely walk. And last year, my husband struggled with back pain. I don't, what is sciatica exactly? Is it, is all back pain sciatica or is that a special kind? So yeah, let me uh, go into it a little bit more. So sciatica is sciatica is the pinching of your sciatic nerve. Your sciatic nerve starts in your lower back region and goes all the way down to your feet. Okay, so one end is in the lower back and one end is um, in your feet. So when you have lower back pain because of your spinal disc compression in your lower back, it can press that nerve. It doesn't happen always. It really depends on which discs are getting compressed and um, it can also be age related. Uh, But primarily, even the age part is because you have been slouching for so long that now that disc is going to compress that nerve. If it does compress the nerve, then you're going to feel pain. And the the feeling of the pain is normally like a burning sensation. It goes down your leg normally. It can also be accompanied by uh, numbness. So anywhere in your leg region, it could be in your lower back. It could be some people feel it in your their thighs, the numbness. Some people feel it in their feet. For me, I woke up to a burning pain going down my left leg and I had numb left foot. Um, and I drove myself to the ER. And so they did the whole testing and everything. And after that, they're like, oh, you have real poor posture and lower back pain, uh, which has led you to sciatica. So you're not having a stroke, which was, you know, my concern. Um, And they're like, you know, you should really look at your work habits and start getting more active and improve your posture. Mm. Wow. That's interesting. I feel like every time somebody says posture, I sit up straighter. (laughs) It's something that like sends a signal to your brain of, oh, I should be more aware of how I'm sitting. How can you know if your posture is good? I mean, if you're pain-free, does that typically mean you have good posture or how do you know? Yeah. So uh, if you're pain-free, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have good posture, right? Because it can be a cumulative effect over time. So it might not be something that's causing pain to you right now, but progressively over time it can. Um, So posture in simple terms signifies how we position our bodies. For example, while we are sitting, we are standing, moving, lying down, I'm talking to you, recording this podcast. That's my posture at this time. Um, So Good posture means that we sit, stand, walk, lie down in a way that our body alignment places the least amount of strain on our supportive structures, which include muscles, ligaments, joints in our body. When we practice good posture, we are upright against the force of gravity. So gravity is always acting on our body. 
just like we know from Newton's law that it acts on the apple that is hanging from the tree. You know, when it mm -hmm. falls down, why does it fall down? Because the pull of gravity, you know, pulled it to the earth. Same way, we are always being pulled down towards the earth, all of our body structures. Now, if our bones and body structures are aligned in a position in which the bones are adjacent at their respective joints, that would lead to the least amount of wear and tear due to that gravitational pull. So in scientific literature, posture is defined as an ideal alignment of five landmarks relative to the vertical line, an imaginary vertical line that runs down up the center of our body. Those landmarks marks are earlobe, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. If you look at a person's body sideways, and you see that these five landmarks are aligned, stacked on top of each other, that means that you have a natural posture, which is natural to your body, and you can optimally fight the gravitational pull, and you can now take this optimal posture while you're sitting, standing, you're moving, you're walking, you're running, you're driving a car. So that's what good posture in scientific terms is, and in also simple terms for us to understand what we are looking for. Can you diagnose yourself with good posture or bad posture, or does it take somebody else looking at you? Yes, so you can. Um, there are a couple of things you can do. First is easy, just like I explained, ask a friend, or maybe you can set your camera up on a stand, uh, put it on the auto setting, and take your picture sideways of your body. So in a lateral position, you're gonna take your picture, full body picture, and you would be able to see, you know, if you're wearing colorful clothing, you'll be able to see if your ear is falling forward from your shoulder or is it aligned on top of your shoulder? Now, is your shoulder rounded? Is it coming forward or is it aligned on top of your hip, right? Now, same thing with the hips. Sometimes our hips are facing way too far forward because that's one of the side effects of sitting slouched in the chairs. Um, so is your hips too far forward? Are your hips falling too far forward? Are they, or are they aligned on top of your knees? Same thing with knees. Are your knees pulling in, out, you know, forward, backwards? And same thing with the ankles. Are your ankles in line with the rest of your body or not? So if ears, shoulders, hips, knees, ankles are aligned in in imaginary vertical line, then we know that you have good posture. That's a simple test. There is another test that we perform and you can perform with your friend or yourself is it's called a wall test. Mm -hmm. And the wall test is simple to you need like a wall free of furniture or any decorations. And you're, what you're going to do is you're going to step four to five inches away from the baseboard and you're going to attach your head neck, sorry, head, shoulders, and hips to the wall. So press your hips, head, shoulders, and hips to the wall. Now your neck, there would be some space in between your neck and the wall, and there would be some space in between your lower back and the wall. And that space, you can measure it. You can measure it with your hand. So you will need to pass your hand behind your neck. So the thickest part of your palm, which is the back of your palm, it should really be snug, which means that the distance between the back of your neck and the wall is two inches 
And that's what we are looking for. More than two inches means that you have a forward head posture, that you are always placing your head forward to take a be better look at your screen or your computer, um, or even driving, you know. Um, same way, try to pass your hand behind your lower back. Now the gap between the lower back and the wall should be two inches. And how can you tell it yourself if nobody's measuring it, like you don't have a friend to help you, is again, to see if the thickest part of your hand, which is the backside of your palm, is it getting snug? Is it mm. snug in between? Or is it getting stuck? So if it is, well, easy. Yeah, you have good posture. You don't have an excessive lower back arch. However, if it can pass very freely or it can't pass at all, both the ends can happen in our lower back. But mostly it is people, your hand will pass through right away. And that means that the distance between the lower back and the wall is more than two inches. And you have, in scientific terms, we call it anterior pelvic tilt. And all that means is that you have an excessive lower back arch, your hips are way too far forward, your shoulders actually have a sway most of the times, your shoulders are uh, falling back mostly. And what is happening is that it's creating this really back arch and it's compressing your lower back vertebrae. Mm. Now on the opposite end, since I just mentioned it, if you if you couldn't pass your hand at all, that is a posterior pelvic tilt. But we don't see that as often. That is much rarer, I would say, although I have seen clients with that. But anterior pelvic tilt is very common. And all that is, is excessive lower back arch because we keep on slouching on our chairs, you know. Right. Is there... Good posture sitting and standing. Could somebody have good posture standing, but bad posture sitting, for example? So Yes, good question. So in a chair, uh, when we are seated in a on a chair, um, we have this tendency to slouch just because, uh, because, first of all, your chair might not be ergonomic. That could be the first thing. Second is it's habitual that as soon as you sit down, like, you know, you're just so used, we are just so used to of sitting in soft chairs that our body just naturally slouches. Another reason is, as we just talked about gravity before, gravity pulls you down. So you are going to have a natural tendency to slouch when you are in a seated position. However, when you're standing, most often, standing, it's harder to slouch. You know, you're more aware of your body. Your shoulders are definitely going to be more aligned over your hips instead of in a seated position. I want to take a quick break from the episode to tell you about a company I've been impressed by for years. Thrive Market is an online shopping platform that offers thousands of products at 25 to 50% off retail prices. For just $60 a year, you get access to a wide variety of premium pantry staples, supplements, beauty products, and home goods at unbeatable prices. To put things in perspective, I save about $20 to $30 per shipment, which means my annual membership fee pays for itself after just two orders. My favorite part about Thrive Market is that for every paid membership, they donate a membership to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher. 
So not only do you save money on your purchases, but you also make healthy products accessible to everyone. To read my full Thrive Market review, steal my shopping list of over 150 items, and save additional money on your first order, visit thehealthinvestment.com slash Thrive Market, or just click through the link in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Okay. I'm very tall. I'm 5'11", and I think I was 5'10 by the time I was a freshman in high school. And so I was kind of always slouching because everybody was (laughs) below me. It felt weird to be towering. So I know my parents would kind of push my shoulders back. Is that something good to do with kids of kind of to push their shoulders back or is that not helpful? It is. It is. It is one of the best um, exercises, like posture awareness exercises that you can do that, you know, the shoulder blades that we have, the triangular bones in the back of our shoulders, right? Those, we try to squeeze them in towards each other. What that does is that it opens up your chest here and it really undoes the, um, it can undo the rounding of your shoulders, anterior shoulders. So yeah, that is a very good way (laughs) to correct your kid's posture or your own. uh, You're more aware of the posture that way. Also, um, since you talked about, you know, being tall and slouching, I I feel like that's a very natural response of a lot of tall people and especially women. Mm-hmm. I see women slouching more often than men and not to be like more gender specific here, but um, it has to do with a lot of, again, you know, a lot of subconscious beliefs that we carry as women, what society wants us to do, because one of the things about having a proper posture is that you want to have a nice open chest, because that means that you're not going to slouch, because when we slouch, you know, we are trying to become smaller, we are trying to get get into the submissive posture. Um, And uh, for a lot of women, it, it is against what they have learned, you know, through society, cultures, uh, and at their home. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it could be many things, right? Just like you mentioned, you gave an example of height. It can also be a subconscious belief that we carry. Yeah. If you identify, let's say, doing either of the tests you mentioned. So let's say you identify that when you walk, you slouch just naturally, and maybe then you're in your late thirties, forties, and you've been doing it for years. Is it enough now to become aware and to start pushing your shoulders back? Or have you done permanent damage and your spine is curved and ruined forever? (laughs) Asking for a friend. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good question because a lot of people do say that to me that, oh, it's too late, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, no, it's never too late. You can start any point in time. Oh, good and change from there and change your future. So it's not too late. Of course, the time that you will have to spend to correct your posture might be variable depending on, you know, how many years you have spent in that sedentary slouched posture. However, um, when you start taking action, we start seeing a difference in eight to 12 weeks. Like Mm. even the clients start seeing difference between eight to 12 weeks. Of course, it doesn't mean that you're fully fully cured or, you know, your posture is perfect now um, or you have attained your natural posture, but you know, you will start feeling that you're on your way 
to attaining that posture. Are there certain movement stretches, things you can do to improve your posture sitting and or standing? Yes, there are plenty of stretches that we can do, and most of them are in my book, Unhunched. I can guide you through a couple of stretches, and then there are a couple of um, a few tips that I can give to your listeners that they can incorporate in their daily routine, which is tech heavy routine, mm-hmm. right? And and that would improve their posture. So let's go over the stretch first. So one, two of the most common postural dysfunctions that I see in desk bound professionals is first is the forward head because we are always trying to push our head forward to get a better look at the screens. Mm-hmm. So Tip number one, bring the equipment close to you. Don't try to get move your body to get a better look. Yeah. Right? And this goes for the computer screens and it goes while you're driving. Make sure that you adjust your rear view mirror that you know, you're not really straining your neck and back to take a look. So mm-hmm. those are the two things. Make sure that you have those um, optimally aligned. And for a computer screen, the optimal alignment is arm lengths away. So your listeners who are at home, I am just um, bringing my arm in front. So I am arm lengths away right now. So that's the distance you want between your eyes and your computer screen. So the stretch is this. Stretch is easy. We are going to relax our neck muscles because we have forward head. So we are really straining these side neck muscles here. So try to drop your ear to the same side shoulder and then use the same side hand to press that ear closer to the shoulder till you feel like a yummy stretch going down the opposite side of your neck. Hold it for 15 to 20 seconds and then release and then repeat onto the other side. You can do anywhere between three to four repetitions at one time and um, of the stretch and you'll really feel good in your neck. Like you won't feel tense. People always tell me that their neck muscles and chest muscles become tense. So this is like a really nice stretch for that. Second one I see is a rounded shoulder position. Because again, we are reaching for the keyboard. So bring the keyboard close to you. Remember that, right? So invest in a keyboard stand, preferably if you don't already have one. So bring the keyboard close to you. That would be the first tip. And second is to do this exercise where you're going to bring your arms right in front of you, bend your elbows at 90 degrees. And now you're going to bring your hands and your forearms together. And then open your arms as if you're forming a goal post position with your arms. What this does is it's going to bring that squeeze of the shoulder blades that we talked about before. It's going to open your chest. It's going to unround your shoulders and try to do that again. So do this like eight to 10 times. Mm. It's an awesome, I call it a goal post stretch. It's an awesome chest uh, stretching exercise because when we are trying to reach for the keyboard, and rounding our shoulders, our chest muscles become very, very tight. And they become our compensatory muscles for breathing then. There are so many other health impacts it has on our um, physical and mental health when our chest muscles are real tight and tense. So that would be my second go-to stretch. Hmm. Now let's take a look at a few other tips that you can incorporate during your workday. 
be mindful of your posture. Just like you said, you know, being aware is important. You know, if you do find yourself slouching on in the chair, well, sit up straight uh, every hour or so, do a posture check. Um, learn to distribute your weight evenly and balance your weight over your hips. So I go to the grocery store and I see this very often. People tend to, um, uh, to balance their weight on their dominant side, mostly. Okay, So I see people standing on either right leg and then the left knee is bent or, you know, left leg and right knee is slightly bent. It's not extremely bent, but it's slightly bent. So that tells me that when they sit in the chair, the same side hip, it has more weight. They might not notice it, but that is a habit, postural habit, that we can develop over time in which um, we are not evenly distributing the weight. Mm -hmm. And what that does is that leads to uh, unbalanced hip bones, uh, a pelvic tilt, we call it. And that can lead to a lot of posture complications too. Um, another tip would be to perform slow abdominal breathing exercise because that acts like a massage for our spine. Anytime you can take full diaphragmatic deep breaths where you're really filling your uh, abdominal cavity with the air, that massages your spine and it also will relax you. Uh, and then final, which is the most important one, is most of our posture issues stem from this one cause, that we hold one position for a very long time. For example, sitting in chair. Hmm. We would sit in our chairs for three to four hours before we get up. And that creates this storm of tension with uh, in uh, the front muscles of our body. Um, and then it weakens the back muscles of our body, which creates this muscle imbalance, leads to pain and injury later on. So prioritize taking movement breaks. Mm -hmm. This that, is the most yeah. important tip. So, and if you are, let's say, you are in a profession, one of my clients works in a lab and she cannot step away from the lab desk. So, I, I tell her, okay, so then switch your position. You know, if you're sitting, change to a standing position every 30 to 60 minutes. That's what the scientific evidence has showed us, that 30 to 60 minutes is a good amount of time to go and switch your body position. The other thing you can do is you can fidget while you are at your lab desk. Like you can march in place, you know, do something after every every 30 to 60 second, uh, minutes, sorry, not seconds, every <laughs> 30 to 60 lot. minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, change your position, body position often, because that would, first, it would be equivalent of taking a movement break. Second, you're breaking that tension cycle that you are creating by holding your body in one position. If possible, is it best just to stand all day at a standing desk or is that, does that come with its own issues? Cause then maybe you're standing on one leg or is it just what, is that what your preference? If somebody could do that to do that? Uh, good question again. Um, no. So I don't prefer, uh, I don't recommend uh, that you should stand on 
all day either because it does come with its own issues and one of the major issues is plantar fasciitis because now you're putting way too much pressure on your feet in one position again because you're not changing the position standing if you're standing you're still not changing the position although you do tend to get more movement than when you're sitting because you know you're going to reach for stuff you're going to definitely step you know side to side switch your body weight shift your body weight and what not but uh you are still in one position you're still creating that tightness and tension in your body so it's best to divide your time between seated position and standing position and then of course you're going to plug in some movement breaks in between this whole time we've been talking and then when you started talking about keeping your weight on one side, I noticed my legs are crossed. Is that bad to cross your legs when sitting? Because I think I do that exclusively. Is it better to have your feet flat on the ground? Crossing your legs for long periods of time can have uh, impact on your posture and especially on your pelvis. So mm-hmm. it's what happens is, uh, especially if you're in a chair, So when you're on sitting in a chair and you're crossing your leg, you're internally rotating that top hip and and you're really lengthening one side of of your body and weakening the other side and you're externally rotating your opposite hip. So that again creates that pelvic tilt that we talk about. If you have this habit which a lot of again <laughs> women do <laughs> because we were raised to have this lady like posture right mm-hmm. um uh try to cross at your ankles instead okay because that does not affect your hips and knees as much you know it's like mm-hmm. a very soft uh crossover um and you're getting the same kind of like lady like position i would like to yeah, say yeah. right um but if you are seated on the floor and you have that cross legged like i like to call it the criss cross applesauce position that's not bad again any position can be uh bad for your posture if it is held for very long periods of time so prolonged periods of time in any position would lead to the same detrimental effects because you are holding your body and muscles and joints in this position for a long period of time so certain muscles are going to become stronger the other ones are going to become weak and they will create muscle imbalances outside of hosting this podcast i work as a nutrition coach specializing in evidence-based sustainable weight loss If you're ready to stop yo-yo dieting and start living a healthy, active lifestyle you're proud of, I'd love to work with you in one of my programs. Unlike restrictive, one-size-fits-all diets that only provide short-term results, I help you adopt science-backed nutrition and lifestyle habits that work for your unique likes, dislikes, and time constraints so you can lose weight permanently. have high energy throughout the day, feel completely in control of cravings and stay consistent long term. To learn more, visit thehealthinvestment.com or follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the health investment. Yeah, this is I just crossed my legs the other way to think, oh, let me just see how that feels and it feels very weird. So I'm sure I never cross them this way. I just automatically 
across maybe the you're universe. dominant on this on that yeah, side right yeah i yeah. gotta focus on this yes <laughs> i think i'm all off kilter now i gotta be, start being more more intentional about how i'm sitting or it's also you know you get so used to, i don't even think about it when i sit down sure so i'm sure just the awareness of checking in frequently can help instead of just sitting or standing automatically the way you typically do all day long without any intention. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have any gadgets that you like or chairs or things that you would say, if you buy nothing else, this is worth it in terms of helping your posture? So my go-to gadget is a sit-to-stand desk converter. You can change any desk or any um, area space in your room, in your home, sorry, to into a workstation because of that. Uh, most of them come with this uh, slide-out uh, keyboard stand as well, and it's not a huge investment. Like it's not six, seven hundred dollar hydraulic desk. It's it's only like a hundred around a hundred dollars, and you can place it on your kitchen counter because I know we are still a lot of us are still working from home. So if you like to work from your kitchen because you know wh- whatever is going on, you still want to be there, uh, or you want to change rooms. It, in your home, you can do that easily with the sit to stand desk converter. Mm-hmm. Also, you'll be able to vary your position because now yeah. you can drop it down into a seated position and then you can just lift it up by pressing a button, a lever, and change it to a standing desk. Okay. Right. Um, the other one is the upright go to posture corrector. It's like a little almost like a beeping device that you attach to you in between your shoulder blades. So in your back, upper back, and it gently vibrates whenever you slouch. You can connect it to your phone too, and it would let you know like how often you slouch and how many hours actually you stay slouched if you just want to see like yeah. you know how you're doing. So it would tell you that. Um, it's great for getting started. Because I think a lot of people don't realize how many hours they are slouching Mm -hmm. because it would ping you every time. So then you'll be like, oh, I'm doing that again. Right. So that's a good way to get started. But uh, ultimately, you want to be aware of your posture. You want someone professional to take a look at your desk setup so that you know that you have the proper desk setup, you have the proper computer chair that you're working on, um, and also to establish these mini habits that we just talked about, all those tips I gave that you can incorporate into your daily routine because that way you'll be able to have good posture for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I know when I get a massage, they'll say I have knots and tension in my back. Is that also a sign of bad posture, not just lower back pain, but knots in your back? So um, when I was talking about the muscle tension and um, really tightening the muscles, so when our muscles, certain muscles become very active and tight, what that means is that there are knots or we call them adhesions in our muscles. So when those adhesions are not broken by either taking movement breaks or stretching or 
massaging. You can go for a massage or you can use a foam roller to break those adhesions yourself. If you don't do that, the, the tension keeps building. And our muscle is like a, an elastic. It's a it's very elastic um, object, right? So then it, become, it becomes too tight. And eventually what happens is either it pulls on your joint or ligaments, which we always see, okay, rotator cuff injuries. We see uh, spinal injuries, right? Because it pulled on that spinal column. It's pulled on that um, joint or... Sometimes, what do we see? That the muscles break, they tear, right? So we say, oh, we had a muscle tear. Why did you have a muscle tear? Well, it was just too tense. It was just so tight at this point, it couldn't stretch anymore. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it could be like you were just playing with your kids in the, um, in the soccer field, uh, but you had that tightness, you were already caring, you just didn't realize it. Now you ask that muscle to work in an optimal way because you're running after your kids, you're kicking the ball, whatnot, and all of a sudden it would snap. Mm-hmm. But you, you would place it to that event, right? You would be like, oh, it happened because I started playing with my kids and I'm not uh, 20 anymore, right? But the thing is that tension has been developing since you have been a desk-bound professional. Mm. At this certain point of this incident, the muscle just snapped. It just, it was so tight. It, it wasn't elastic anymore. It wasn't flexible anymore because you didn't break those knots on a regular basis. And then you got injured. Is that the same reason you would have a bulging or a herniated disc that it just builds up over time? A bulging disc, one of the reasons can be that, but it could be other, there could be other components involved in that. Okay. So it could be from doing some yes, action. Yes. That- yeah. Yeah. It could be like you lifted something heavy, you know, not careful. But again, that's that's your posture too, right? Having a good form, lifting heavy items, um, especially hinging at your hips is such a big thing. Squatting all the way down to floor. It's All of these are very functional moves. But when we sit to for extended periods of time in the chair, we are losing that, those optimal functioning mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to over time bulging herniated discs. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the final questions I ask each of my guests is, in your opinion, what does it mean to make the health investment? Uh, well, I would say, why wouldn't you make the health investment? The biggest and most obvious reason that you should invest in your health is that uh, you only get one body Mm. and you only get one life. And this body is your vehicle to execute that life. This means that keeping it healthy should be your top priority. The other reason you should invest in your health is that the investment will pay off big. It will pay off huge. Like we, we invest in stocks, right? We, right, right? we invest in real estate because we want big return. Like, how, can you imagine the return you will get by investing in your health, in your body? When your mind and body are healthy, you'll feel better. You're able to step into your greatness and achieve your true potential. You'll be able to fulfill and achieve your dreams. 
I don't know if there's any other bigger reason to make that investment. Wow. I think that might be one of the top five best answers ever. I feel inspired by what you just said. And I feel like I got to do something else today. I'm in posture, right? I'm going to start working on my posture more uh, to invest in that because I haven't probably given that enough attention. Uh, so just so grateful for everything you shared with us today. Where can we follow and find you and buy your book, Unhunched? Yeah, so my book is available on Amazon. It's uh, in Kindle version, and it's also available in print. It is coming out in audio by the end of this week, too. Um, so you will be able to see it on Audible. You can also buy it at Barnes and & Nobles and all the other ma major retailers around you. Um, and you can you know, find out more information about it at www.aishatahir.com slash books. It has all the links to the websites where it's selling right now. It has also a lot of freebie resources for the readers. They can uh, download their free posture ebook. They can also uh, view all the YouTube exercises, stretches that I recommend for proper posture. In my book, I have a whole regimen that you can follow. It's 15 minutes a day only. It includes, includes breathing exercises, movement breaks, stretches that you can do follow daily and they, those are included on my YouTube channel. So you can also access those through that website. Um, and yeah, to reach me, I'm active on LinkedIn. You can reach me through my website or on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, I am just typing those out and I will put all of those links in the show notes. And I just want to thank you again, Aisha, for being here. I know I learned a lot. I have so many good things to think about and start to implement. And I'm sure listeners feel the same way. And just thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Brooke. It was a pleasure being on your show. Well, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining me here on the Health Investment Podcast. I'm so grateful for each and every one of my listeners. On your way out, remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. All content in this podcast was created for general informational purposes only by a non-physician. None of the content should serve as a substitute for professional medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Always consult a qualified health provider with any questions regarding a medical condition and before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, and or exercise programs. Do not disregard any professional medical advice you have received or postpone seeking such advice because of something you heard on this podcast.